0: Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Gaming Podcast, the number one gaming podcast in the Nordic region, bringing together the best technical leaders from across the gaming industry to discuss passions, challenges, and ideas. I'm Aaron, and I connect businesses with talented freelancers within the Unreal Engine community. Today, I'm joined by Axel Anderson, the CEO of Cavalry Games, Jim Hendricks, the Senior Project Coordinator of Massive Entertainment, and Steve McDonald, the head of creative at Goodbye Kansas Studios, to discuss the challenges of managing a hybrid team. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some intros. Axel, do you want to kick us off with who you are, what you do, and how long you've been in the industry?
1: Yeah, hello, my name is Axel Anderson. I am the CEO and co-founder of Cavalry Games. Uh, my co-founder, Molly, is an a question in a gamer, and she had the idea that, you know, we needed to see a bit more good horse games out there, so that's w- what launched our our vision for for a question, a game that we've been developing now for a few years. Uh, we globally launched this year, and it's been going strong.
2: Awesome, amazing. Uh, Jim. Hi, my name is Jim. Uh, nice to meet you all. Happy to talk here today. Uh, I'm a senior project coordinator at Ubisoft Massive Entertainment. I've been working there for a little bit over five years now, uh, and I'm currently the project I'm working on is uh, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora.
0: Awesome. And finally, Steve. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, Steve McDonald here, um, the uh, head of
3: creative at Goodbye Kansas Studios. Um, for those of you who, don't know who we are, uh, we're doing uh, like award winning VFX, game cinematics, performance capture, scanning for TV series, games, trailers and more commercial work as well. Um, for myself, I'm going to date myself a little bit here, but I've been, in, you know, not in the gaming industry for a long time, but over 15 years I've been working as, in the creative industry. Uh, and then the last uh, three and a half years, three, three years now, I've been connected by Kansas, uh,
0: working working there. So, yeah. Awesome. So now we've got a bit of a background on everyone. Uh, let's move on to the topic in focus. So you all have a question or statement on the challenges of managing a hybrid team. And as usual, I'll work around the room asking each of you to pose your question and then your reasons behind it. Each of you will have an opportunity to give you a take on the situation. So let's start with Jim uh, with who wants, he wants everyone's general opinion on hybrid teams and his question, what are your main challenges of managing hybrid teams? It's an awesome question, Jim. Can you just give everyone here and the listeners at home some context on what made you choose that
2: question? Absolutely. Uh, so why I asked this question is because I think uh, a lot of people would agree with me that be that uh, it used to always be the default that we would always meet up in the office and work face to face with each other until like three years ago when we were hit by uh, this uh, global pandemic and we were all forced to work from home so uh, i think a lot of people were convinced that um, hybrid teams were never really an option until we kind of had to and we had to make it work Uh, and that came with a lot of uh, challenges uh, but also with a lot of opportunities so that's sort of where the question came from. Uh, and I was interested in the group's opinion on what your main challenges were. Um, awesome. Um, uh, if we, we
0: think on that then, so Axel, what are your thoughts on, on that question?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been a bit of a, like I agree with your sort of timeline of a it, gym. It's not something that I think we really thought we were going to have to deal with before the pandemic, something that we sort of, I feel like we've sort of rushed to to get right a bit at, at Cavalry at least, and maybe in the industry in general. Um, I've struggled to to um, to find a way to make it work back and forth with, with the teams and, the, and the, our company in general. And uh, I think the question you posed first was sort of the general opinion of it. And I'm, I think I'm getting to, to like it a bit more. Uh, it's, um, it's getting there, but in, in general, it's been a bit, I think it's a bit of a sort of a, what I think of as a splitting the baby scenario, where it's a, it's a compromise that hasn't necessarily done anything well, or it's sort of a compromise that didn't make anybody happy. People who wanted to come to the office aren't happy with having to do re- hybrid meetings, and people who want to work fully remote are not happy about having to come to the office. So it's it's been a bit of a struggle, to be sure, but um, I, think we, I think it's doable, and I, I'm generally positive, and we're convinced that we're going to make it work here, at least.
0: Awesome, awesome, man. And Steve, what what do you think to that question?
1: Yeah,
3: I I like the also you asked if you're like if we're a fan of it of <laughs> of working hybrid as well. I I think we're also working like learning a bit of the best practices of it. Uh, I agree with you, Axel. Like it's it and Jim, it kind of came due to you know uh, unforeseen and uh, you know kind of terrible circumstances. And I think a lot of workplaces kind of uh, had to react in different ways. And then, you know, as companies are kind of like people, they're quite different in their structure and, and how they work. Um, different companies have, you know, responded to that um, for better. or worse. I think overall from from our standpoint, from these from our departments and in and, and the creative aspect of things, we've been working quite remotely before the pandemic, like we we have a lot of talent that's pretty global. So a lot of our tasks aren't maybe you know full time work. So we utilize a lot of freelance, which of course we kind of task more towards the actual talent. Um, so that being said, work we had kind of already been used to uh, working with remote uh, creative. That being said, I think us as adopting a hybrid you know working model, it's been. It's been challenging for management, like for managers, to be honest. I mean, I think it it you know being a being a manager in general is tough. Uh, but I think being <laughs> being uh you know I think uh, one of the answers someone brought up earlier was like you know doing both remote and on site management, you know, as well as the middle. so you're kind of doing a lot of different types of it now. Um, and how to schedule everyone and you know, with that are on different project schedules and such like that. So I think it's been, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. It's been a learning curve, um, and one I, th- I still think that a lot of industries are trying to figure out uh, and haven't
0: really, you know, ironed out completely yet. But that's it. Awesome. Um, well, no, thank you for that, everyone. So if we move on to Axel's question now um, of how you can maintain a good culture with office slash hybrid workers. And fully remote workers it's a brilliant question axel so what made you choose that question
1: yeah so i come at this a bit from the from the perspective of being a, a ceo and having a small company that i am CEO, ceo over and manager over so we have a few people that are fully remote sometimes we have like like steve there's contractors that we're working with or people who are for whatever reason fully remote um so we, we don't have everybody in sweden or in the stock area specifically So, yeah, my struggle is just that um, how do you make sure that people who do work remotely uh, do not fall sort of outside of that sort of uh, thing, that culture and that positive thing that you're trying to create at the office, I guess. Awesome. Um, And Jim, what are your thoughts on that? Um,
2: I think it's very important that when you, uh, in order to, like, maintain a good culture, when you have a hybrid team, is that you have like a set of rituals that are like a- adhered to by everyone. Uh, and that are also the same for everyone. Like one thing that we started doing um, uh, when we were all working from home was that we would, uh, aside from the daily stand-up, we would also have a little bit of an end of the day report that everyone would write. Uh, just because um, if you're not walking around the office, it's very hard to, it's harder to, uh, stay to keep track of what everyone is doing and uh, through this like little summary at the end of the day people could share some of the progress that they made the achievements but also some of the challenges that they uh, run into um, and uh, yeah, that is something that we that was really helping a lot um, and i think another important thing is that the rollout of information and announcements needs to be very consistent. Um, Especially if you have a hybrid team, it's so easy to just like walk over to a group of desks and just stand there and say something. Mm. But the, the people <laughs> who are, the people who are not in the office, they need to get that same information, um, preferably in the same way. So uh, you need to have a good format for how information is shared in a written uh, in a written way. Awesome. And,
0: and Steve, what what do you think on that?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, I I agree. Are we, are we, I'm sorry, just to jump
0: back. Are we on the first question or are we on the second question now? Uh, we're on Axel's question of uh, maintaining a good culture uh, with office hybrid workers and fully remote workers. So I, we'll, edit, we'll edit this out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> what sorry time is that. it? Timestamp 29, 25. It's all right, don't worry. Okay, cool. Yeah,
3: no, I, uh, yeah, the main challenge is I think it's, it's been really interesting. I think at least at Goodbye Kansas, there's even been a little bit extra challenging because we have a pretty amazing work culture, I feel. Like out of all the companies I've ever worked at, it's it's one that's pretty unique uh, with a lot of people that have like, you know, worked there uh, together in some capacity for quite a long time. So it's quite a good story. And I think onboarding people into that, like how do you show them that when they're remote? You know, how do you get them engaged in that? know that environment um, and we've had different ways of solving it um, i think the communication thing that you mentioned jim is super on point like you, you need to share it, like in different channels for for different people to be able to access that information as well um, i drink lots of coffee i have lots of facetime <laughs> with a lot of people <laughs> like in different ways you know and when i say facetime i don't mean actual face-to-face anymore you know it's like i mean just like having a remote like meeting with someone you know, being, keeping people connected and like trying to be that spider in the web a little bit. Um, so that's a big thing. And then like, I mean, even just going for like really granular, we have a producer here who's just like doing kind of strange things with like, you know, people that would deliver their tasks early or things like that. Like before the weekend, she would like order them a pizza or like, you know, just kind of these out of the box things you can kind of do that I think are pretty interesting. I mean, I'm and it's a little bit maybe cliche and, you know, <laughs> I'm not telling anyone to just go over pizzas, <laughs> but I think it's like an interesting way of like there's a lot of things you can do to solve things that are kind of small that really in a in a remote setting actually make quite a big impact. Um, I know last year, like for Christmas, you know, goodbye, Kansas, you know, it was heavy pandemic, you know, a lot of people hadn't seen each other for a while and stuff like that. And you know, they're sending out these like fluffy socks to everyone and some candy and stuff. And it's like, I know it's like, you know. Smaller things, but I think it does make a difference in some capacity with people to to make them feel appreciated and seen, and like you know, connect in other ways other than having the face to face, mulled wine or glug, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and actually, have you got uh, some thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think that's both both June, uh, Jim, and, and Steve has some great points there about rituals and and doing the little extra, even if it's online or if it's and information sharing is huge. But that that's sort of where I find that it can be a problem because during the pandemic, I think we all sort of it was all hands on deck for for making remote work, and uh, we were doing a lot of things as well. Like we were having sort of after work, we were playing games. We were playing a lot of Among Us for a period. We were doing a lot of like let's just sort of create a bit of a togetherness uh through the, through the online means that we, that we had but i think i find the problem now is that we're we're trying sort of trying to do both we're doing the office stuff that we're really that's really important we have dinners meetings and, and parties and everything that's on site and now we need to somehow also do the some of the remote stuff as well to keep that sort of positive culture going as well which is i think those two are kind of like opposite forces that shouldn't necessarily be but they—they they are, because you're sort of limited in time, and, and as managers, we're limited in terms of how much we can do and organize, right? So that's sort of the—the the problem that I, we're having. Awesome,
0: and uh, yeah, Steve, this—this this producer you've worked with sounds like a, a barrel of laughs and a and a right fun character. You'll have to get us in touch with with Jim, Axel, and me, so we can get some free pizzas going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to, to change the direction slightly, uh, Steve, your question was what new tools or services have helped your hybrid teams an amazing question that steve uh, if you could just give us some context on on what made you choose that question as well
3: yeah I, for me it's mostly about like because it's been such an abrupt kind of thing we've had to all adapt to uh how people are solving it i think it's super interesting to hear how other companies are doing it um what their approach is and you know obviously those tools and those services that kind of connect uh where we you know might have foreseen not not even long ago that that this would be a very hard thing to do but you know with certain uh tools it's been much lighter or easier than we had anticipated so that's why I want to ask the question to the group
2: awesome and um, and Jim what are your thoughts on
0: on that question
2: i think for us the biggest one that helped us is uh maybe obvious uh microsoft teams um right before we were uh, all moving to work from home we were still on Skype for business mm-hmm. uh and it was a big step to go from that to uh to Microsoft teams um because like i mean we had a little bit of uh experience already working with hybrid teams because uh within ubisoft we have this uh we have a codef setup for a lot of uh, a lot of our projects uh which means that we have set Different studios uh, all over the world that work together on the same games. So we had a little bit of experience on it as well. But then uh, switching to Teams has been uh, yeah, quite pivotal. Uh, but it also leads often to a lot of chats. Like, like if you walk away for a day, you can easily come back to 20 new chats. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, another tool that we use a lot is uh, Miro, just for like commu- to communicate visually. Uh, I really like it. Um, uh, and then Axel said it before as well. But, uh, yeah, we also played a lot, a lot of Among Us just for team building. Uh, it's a, re- a really good tool to like both love and hate your, your hybrid team members.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, and, and Axel, what, what are your thoughts
2: on, on Steve's question?
1: Yeah, I think it's quite similar. We, we have been on, we use Google Workspace and then it's Slack mostly for communication. And we, we use Discord as well. So, so Slack is sort of the main communication platform for everyday communication. And then Discord we use as sort of a hangout thing. So people pop into server if you want to just, if you, some people like to just have that communication, even some people are at the office, but especially the ones that are working from home, you just pop into one of our servers, servers there and, and be there for, for the day. Um, we haven't used Miro that much, but it is a tool that we that we use and I like. It's a, it's a great tool. Um, people who don't know it's like an online collaboration whiteboarding slash flowcharting tool that's really powerful and um, and then recently we we started using notion which i think has been huge and notion is a bit hard to describe because it tries to do pretty much everything it's like task it's a task manager like trello but it also has a lot of tables you can build like Airtable. so it's a very powerful tool to, to store information and to present and, rep- and um, filter information so we're doing pretty much anything company related like policies all documentation about the, the game that we're making and uh, pretty much everything's on there and we're actually even doing our, our scrum in notion now we so we switched from JIRA which is nice to have everything in one place so notion has been pretty pretty big for us
0: awesome and obviously before we end the, the podcast uh, I'd like to say thanks so much to all of our guests for sharing the thoughts in today's conversation and once again our guests on today's podcast have been Axel Anderson at Cavalry Games, Jim Hendricks at Massive Entertainment, and Steve McDonald at Goodbye Kansas Studios. If you are hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role, feel free to get in touch with us here at Evolution. Or if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can drop me a message too. I am Aaron, and you can find me on LinkedIn at -N N C. And thanks again to all our guests, and thank you for listening. We hope you can join us next time.